Hello and welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast, where we build fearless people who create and lead a fearless generation. Matt Ham and Kevin Adams uh, jumping on today and uh, glad to be here. Kevin, what's up, buddy? Hey, oh, sunshine and you. Uh, how are you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Excited about today. Feels like a little bit of a, a new season for us. We are uh, exclusively streaming now only on Rumble. And uh, of course, our podcast is elsewhere. We can talk about that with our uh, listeners and kind of update them. But to me, it feels like we're moving forward um, into a new thing. And that's exciting. Yeah, well, well, you know, we, we do have a we still have a YouTube uh account and uh you know it's a good moment to expand on that a little bit old shows are still there um so feel free to get them there i'm assuming you can you can but but um you know what what i guess the the big thing is it's not just about one episode being banned or whatever you want to call it doesn't matter what you call it uh but but uh youtube did not like the friday show we did and, uh, you know, I guess that's their prerogative. Um, so, so what they did was they, they said, you're, you know, you're kind of booted off for the next, uh, week or so. And, um, that show, I guess was booted and, you know, they kind of play this game of you get one strike uh, or you get three strikes and that's, that's the first one. So, you know, what my, my solution is this isn't baseball and it is free speech and, uh, we're going to say what we want to say. So Rumble is a better place. Uh, is it easier to use than, than YouTube? Probably not, but is it heading in the right direction? And are, are there good people? Um, like I said on the last show that was on YouTube, uh, please jump on Rumble. Subscribe to it if you would. That helps. Uh, but, uh, you know, definitely you can get us there. But that said, it's not. it doesn't mean we won't use that YouTube to uh, you know, do snippets or whatever, but we're we're doing our shows and our live stream here. So I yeah. just want to clarify that, and hopefully we're together on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good for our folks to know. Um, you know, our heart is to continue to stand and speak the things that we feel called and led to right. speak uh, for the Lord, to honor Him, and to encourage folks to uh, wake up and to press into Him and His goodness. And sometimes that means shaking the tree a little bit uh, to get some dead branches to fall. And so when we, uh, you know, shake the tree and, and certain powers that be don't like that, that's fine. We can move into a new uh, season. So for me, it just feels like uh, we're continuing to march forward um, toward victory and kind of keeping right. that distraction in the periphery. Um, I think a lot of Christian people um, get lost in uh, fighting battles in ways that God hasn't called them to fight instead of just speaking truth and moving forward. And so I feel real confident in the stance we've taken. You know, we're not trying to, uh, you know, get lost in stuff we don't need to get lost in. We're just speaking truth and we're moving forward and it's exciting and it's good. And and that's where that's where we're headed. So uh, here we are. And for those who are sticking with us and, you know, coming to the new platform as far as videos concerned and continuing to listen on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and continuing to share this out in your communities. Thank you. Yeah, well, and, and we are uh, uh, going through a, a complete renovation of our website and it's tangible now. So we're actually going to have this done hopefully within the next few weeks and it'd be easy to navigate and uh, just a lot more clarity there. Yeah. Um, so, um Anyway, uh, so today's title is, uh, Are You Serving an Artificial God? And, uh, you know, I guess the, the point of that is, um, you know, what, what is an artificial God? And, I mean, you can come up with a lot of ideas, and probably real quick-like, but uh, I just want to talk through that, what it means, what it looks like, and, you know, just challenge people and, and encourage at the same time. Yeah. So, that, that's sort of the idea behind it. But we're also in a place right now where, where this is necessary. Um, and uh, you, you can't sit back anymore. And so uh, anyway, 
just uh, jump in as you will. And uh, yeah, I was just going to let everybody know we've got you know those that are still watching us live. We get folks' messages and during the show and everything. And I, I kind of play the uh, I'm the the filter for all of that. We just got a message from Todd, and uh, he just said, "Rumble in the jungle, baby. Let's go." A little, <laughs> little Muhammad Ali and uh, Muhammad Ali esque. And so I think that that's a uh, that's a good thing. So, um, but yeah. yeah, the uh, the dynamic that really this idea of artificial versus reality. You know, you brought it up on that show that was uh, restricted um, just about uh, the dynamic of AI and how it is rapidly becoming um, this thing and how it is the antithesis of a God mindset. It is man's greatest wisdom and it's right. man's greatest efforts artificially trying to create life for himself and better himself in his own mind and eyes without right. the Lord. And it is it is truly the spirit of the Antichrist, right? Not to go like full on revelation, but that's just what it is. The Antichrist spirit is the anti-God spirit. And that is the pro-man humanist thing that we've been talking about. Right. And so when you look at artificial everything in our world, it's amazing to me that all of this artificial stuff that's been created is actually working to keep us distanced from our father who made us and it has taken the place. And so when you say this um, to me, the artificial God, I just, I loved uh, how poignant that, that word was. And I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good observation. Um, the, uh, I think the, there's a lot and always a lot with me. Right. But uh, just to try to keep it on track and, and uh, simple, um, you know, if you, you ask, you have to ask yourself one question, and maybe the very first one is, what is an artificial God? Yeah. And, I, you know, I want to make sure and use a little G on that because there is only one God. And, you know, one of the verses I pulled from last, I don't know if it was last time or the time before, but it's, uh, it's in Isaiah. Um, and, and it's, you know, it says, I don't even have it wide open. I just got the verse, but the, then the wood carver measures a block of wood and draws a pattern on it. He works with a chisel and a plane and carves it into a human figure. He gives it human beauty and puts it in a little shrine. He cuts down the cedars. He selects the cypress and the oak. He plants the pine in the forest to be nourished by the rain. Then he uses part of the wood to make a fire. And with it, he warms himself and bakes his bread. Then, yes, it's true. He takes the rest of it and makes himself a god to worship. That last part, then he uses part of the wood to make a fire and warms himself and bake bread. And then, yes, it's true. He takes the rest of it and makes himself a god to worship. So if you think about what that is, you know, what we call it is idolatry, the high places in Scripture, and, and think about the, the insanity. You know, anytime you, you go, you watch an old movie about biblical things or you study the Bible, in, especially in, you know, the Old Testament, what you find is man continues to want to worship man. You see it over and over and over again. Now, you know, it, it goes beyond that to man's creation. So you, you get to a point where, you know, man's trying to make something. Man's trying to improve. And, you know, man cannot improve on himself as a created being. So what he, you know, people aren't going to like that either. Well, what about self-improvement? Aren't you supposed to talk about that later? I'm talking about. Man cannot improve on himself as a created being. So we're it, right? Because God's it, and he mm -hmm. made us. So we can't improve upon that. And anything that, any attempt to do that, and anyone teaching that you can do that, is not from God. That, by default, is anti-Christ or anti-Christian or not him. Hmm. So, you know, it, he, you know, the the fashions, the idle things. That's just one verse. What but, what uh, passage is that in? What passage is that in Isaiah? I just want to give folks a point of reference. 
Well, it's in, uh, let's see, I think it's in, let me find it. It's in the 44th chapter, so okay. I don't, I've got it real big so I can see it. It's yeah, expanded. that's fine. But it's in, uh, it looks like it's maybe 13 through about 15. It okay. goes on and on. I mean, it's such a good chapter, but I don't want to take all the time to read it. Yeah. But the, the, the thing that sticks out is, he he takes the wood that God made and, and God gave it to us for, for a variety of reasons, right? Wood is awesome. We we're supposed to use it, but when we make a God out of it and replace, mm. we worship it. I mean, think about how insane that is. So, so now let's fast forward to artificial intelligence. And if you go back and listen to the last, uh, last few shows, if you can, uh, what you find is, you know, we're, we're really moving in a direction of what is the difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom? And there is absolutely no comparison. So if you look back, you, what you see is you can't even understand God through human wisdom. So trying to understand the sovereignty of God, um, it, it's like trying to see a color that doesn't exist. You, we, we don't have the ability to do that. God does. But we don't. It's like trying to explain uh, the Internet to an ant. It's just too big of a gulf. So rather than accepting God's sovereignty and, 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 and being obedient to it, which is the only way to have victory, uh, we, we try to cheat the system and create something better. Think about, uh, you know, Saul, King Saul, you know. They wanted that type of a god. Mm-hmm. Now, now it was a king, but it's the same human nature. And but David, it's the opposite. David had a heart for God. David screwed a lot of things up, but he his heart, probably his greatest gift, was uh, he he his heart recognized God's heart. He recognized that God loved people, probably more than anybody in that you know back in that season. So, so it, this is about completeness, utterness, all in, one God or not. And that's where you got to get off the fence. Yeah. And uh, so I want to bring it into today and show where people are on the fence, maybe accidentally, but they're still there. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the narrative of the Bible is essentially God created man in his own image and mm-hmm. man in his fallen state desires to exalt himself over God. Right. And that's the story, bottom line. And you look at the Tower of Babel, uh, you look at the, the time of the flood, um, you look at the kings of the age, like Saul, and you, you mentioned, and there's many others, um, you know, all the way up to this idea of the Judaistic culture that had made the religion their idol, their God. So much so that when God came to meet the people in his goodness, they actually killed him. And so God is always um, going to um, humble those that exalt themselves or create systems to exalt themselves um, over him. And so in the modern era, we are simply seeing that lived out in its own way where man is exalting himself over God, desiring to be worshipped, and and God is is bringing a reconciliation to that. And so the the call is is to return to the one that made us. And I think that your heart, Kevin, is like you just said, is to say I'm I'm here to speak to people who may be on the fence of this situation and don't even know it. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm going to speak to whoever will listen, but uh, I think that those are the the people that uh, are, are most susceptible, mm-hmm. you know, anybody and everybody says I'm all in all the time. I don't even listen to that anymore because it's meaningless. It, it, you have to truly with everything in you be in a place where you recognize that God is God. And that's where you, you get free. And that takes pain. It takes discipline. It takes, you know, learning obedience through uh, pain. And Jesus himself, as a man, went through that. 
he learned obedience through suffering. So we, we don't get a pass on that. So what we have to do is learn how to embrace those things and be thankful for them. And what happens is God makes a general out of you, and, and then you're useful to him. So, you know, people get stuck along the way and they seek other things or other things, even by accident. It doesn't mean that they don't have a a heart that that loves God or a form of God, but they don't truly necessarily know him. Because if you really knew his goodness and you cannot know his goodness, if you don't need him, you cannot know it from your toes up. If you don't go through something where you, it requires you to go to him completely and utterly, you have to almost die and you do have to die to self. But the only way to get there for most people, because of the comfortable world we live in, the artificial world, um, it's seductive. So, you know, let me give another, um, another example here um, of, the, the, the seediness or the, you know, kind of the side door of the enemy. Look at the Grammys. Like, guess what? You know, the Grammy thing, you can see it on YouTube. I'm, I'm not saying I have. They're, they're happy to have that garbage on there. You know what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. probably anybody who would listen to this knows. But it's just, it's just completely, complete theatrical trash. Um, is it satanic? Yeah, probably. But it's theatrics to me. Um, but the treacherous thing is something deeper. It's something that, 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 that gets to the people who are on the fence. That stuff's easy to spot. It's just repulsive, repugnant garbage, right? Uh, singing an unholy song and, and you know, it, it, it's so, so debased. It's easy to spot. The treacherous thing is more along the lines of things that we do every day and they seep in. And if we don't have true wisdom, real true wisdom from the spirit of God, we'll miss, we'll miss. All right. So another example is, uh, and I don't know if it'll be in the Super Bowl, but they, I've heard they plan these in, in NFL games, but there is a, a, a propaganda piece that uses Jesus, uses the name of Jesus called he gets us mm. all. He gets us. And it's pure garbage. Not the name of Jesus, but they take it and they and they twist it. But what, what they're trying to do is and they're showing people, you know, come coming uh I guess migrants, <laughs> the whole border thing, right? And they're showing them and it's basically telling us Jesus would turn the other cheek. He would just let them all come in. And it, it you know, we're talking you know, personal relationships. Matt, if you and I get in an argument or we struggle with something, yeah, we have to turn the other cheek. We have to love one another. We have to come back to who Jesus is. That doesn't mean you let Hitler run over your country. It doesn't mean you let, you know, your country be taken over. You turn your, your plowshare into a sword and you fight. And that's our Jesus just as much as turning the other cheek if I'm offended or if, you, if you're offended. Yeah. So people don't know that because they don't study, they don't know what's in the word, and they don't they don't really have they have a form of godliness. All right. So my challenge is if your heart is willing and you truly want what he has, then you gotta go all in. We're done saying it that way because this is it, truly. If you don't, you will die or become a slave. And, and that's where we are. But with God, it's your place. It's his place. Hmm. And we're there. You know, we're there. Yeah. The you know, I, I, this is, is really um, good to encourage that person who may not see the subtleties. Right. Like you said, in, in, the, in the, some of the uh, overt things that people lose their cool over. Like you said, it's just theatrics. For the purpose yeah, of, right. of, you know, it's almost like that whole idea of uh, bad press is is still good press, you know, because people talk about it. So it's the theatrics mm-hmm. of it all. Right. Um, and, and that's silly because the enemy's actually he's laughing at that while he's coming. It's like it's right. like he's, he's dancing at your front door while coming in your back door. That's essentially what's going on. Yeah. 
Right. And and that's what you're trying to highlight. You're trying to let people know, hey, listen, don't focus on the enemy at the front door. Know that he's trying to come into the back door. So once we get a person to recognize, oh, wow, I never even thought about it that way. You're absolutely right. right. This artificial thing that has been created by the world that keeps me entrenched in comfort and security and familiarity. Like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to step beyond that. I'm ready to move toward the goodness of God. So again, I think most of the people that watch our show, Kevin, I mean, there's certainly we're speaking to our people to be aware of a lot of the people on the fence. And maybe there are some people who listen who in some ways are still on the fence. But I think most of the people in our community that are listening, their hearts are pure and they're they're ready to kind of start to move forward. And so once they have that pure heart, there is an awareness. Where do we kind of come alongside to encourage them to begin that process of taking the step? Yeah, well, and, and I certainly, I have no idea who's listening. and uh, But I think that uh, the people that we come in contact with do, some of them do. Um, and we know them and, and all that. And, and so I, I agree with you there. Um, but hopefully uh, it, it's an encouragement to them to stand up and then go go do this and help other people. But uh, but but whether no one listens or, or anyone does at, at any point, we, our job is to do deliver the message, and um, you know I, I think that's that's where it comes from. And, and there's there's something you can trust about that. There's a purity in it. There's no agenda to uh, you know persuade somebody other than to just speak the truth and let that persuade you. God draws men to Himself, and uh, our job is simply to to point and to and to you know use our own experiences. And if you don't have any experiences, um, you probably shouldn't be teaching. So you have to you have to be battle worn. You have to be a general. You have to whatever level that is. Um, and, and and it's just more about telling you know this is my experience with God. It's really simple. So, but you you have to. That's where God gives you. Um, he he kind of reveals your gift. You know, you don't you, you don't have to learn your learn a gift. You, it, you have to learn how to use it. You have to uncover it, and it, it that's where it happens. That's where it's unwrapped in adversity. So, but but if you're seeking comfort, if you're seeking and you don't realize it, I think that's where you know a lot of people are. Um, they don't necessarily realize it. They truly believe and want more of God. They don't know what to do next, or or they just keep saying the same stuff over and over. And I witness that a lot. You know, I mean, I love folks, but you know, you, you can't you can't do it for them. I, you know, I tell people all the time, I can't I can't pee for you. You know, wake up, get on, go do it. I'm teasing a little bit, but they have to do the work. Where your faith is to ground, it has to have action. So anyway, jump in if you got it. Well, I was saying, so, so our role here, um, you know, in our call, it feels like there's two folds to this to me. And I just want to understand it so our audience. Yeah, can sure. Number one is awareness. We're here to speak truth to create awareness. And so we're talking mm-hmm. about um, the, the culture or things around us or the subtleties of the enemy, etc., But then once someone awakens to that, there are definite steps to take place and there are things that need to be done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's this balance, I think. It's not like you said, grace and truth. It's it's always awareness and always forward movement. And and so I'm I'm thinking about somebody who's going, man, okay, I'm awake and I want to get going at this and I want to step into the goodness of God. And and I want to have a. I almost I feel compelled to want to give them something that can get them started down that path. Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> why don't you, you know, we talk about artificial intelligence. Um, that right there, it's evil. Now, um, I, I can circle back to, you know, read your Bible and I'll see you whenever. Right. <laughs> That's the simple answer. We don't need a show. We don't need to talk. It just... You know, that's kind of the spectrum. People want that. Give me one, two, three, and uh, I don't need you. And, you know, your time doesn't matter. So if that's where people are, I, I can't help you. If people are in a place where they are hungry and they really will listen and apply it, at some point you have to apply it. 
So my, my thing is, are you hungry? Are you ready to apply it? And if you're not there, you know, then you listen to all our shows and, you know, read the, 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 the stuff that we put out. But if you're not ready, you know, you're wasting our time. You're wasting my time for sure. So uh, you can speak for yourself. I know that's a bold statement. And people do. But as long as they're moving forward, as long as they want it, as long as their spiritual desire for God isn't, is if mine's more for them than theirs is for themselves, I don't want to waste my time. So the very first step is answer this question. And to answer it, you do have to create awareness. Are you truly uh, reliant upon God? And most people will say, well, yeah, I think so. But my, my pushback is, I bet you're not. And it's not to be mean or nasty or whatever. It's to say, let's double check. So to double check, you have to go back to the awareness part, which is kind of what, you know, usually what I spend the most time on is, is that. And, uh, but it does need to hit the ground at some point. I mean, faith without works or action isn't faith uh, or dead. So going back for a second, one thing, I want to create a picture, just a real brief picture. If you think about making an idol out of wood or you think about, you know, uh, Ramsey's coming back, even in the movie, The Ten Commandments, which is a good, you know, it's a good visual. He comes back. He, he couldn't defeat Moses. He comes back and he says, and this is a little extra biblical, but it's it's pretty accurate the, the theme of it he comes back and his his uh his wife you know says you couldn't you, you couldn't even kill him you know and this is the army of egypt against you know a bunch of mucklut uh israelites and how does this happen well that's how it is with god so he comes back and he says to her his god is god mm-hmm. so my challenge to anyone is to say who is God to you? Because God is sovereign. And so that means there is only one God. And guess what? That's what he wants to be known as. So anything you create is lesser than you. So you can't create something that improves on you. Now, think about all the arguments and the subtleties. So I say there's people out there. All right. So Hobby Lobby backs that thing I was just telling you about, which is treacherous. Mm-hmm. It's it's using the name of Jesus to to bring milk toast in and and get people to 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 fall down that slippery slope into godlessness and go right back to the thing we're seeing around us artificial everything. The word pharma, you probably know this, Matt. It means witchcraft, sorcery. Guess what? It's in charge of all of medicine. It doesn't mean all doctors are bad. It means a whole lot of them are either afraid or they're greedy, all right? So, and we'll go back to the Old Testament. And I promise I'm going to bring this around and we'll get to the action steps. But the first one is, do you truly want God? Are you willing to give up your life? Are you willing to give up your means? Are you willing to give up your pocketbook, your home, any of it? And if you're not, you you think on that. I have a funny... Think on that. Go ahead. I have a funny, uh, there's a great joke that Ron White shares and he's crass, but it's really funny. Um, it, it's this, it, it just speaks to this. I'm going to, I'm going to tell it my own way. He said, yeah. uh, the joke is, uh, he says the other night I was naked in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos. And he said, I turned on the TV. There's a televangelist on there and says, are you lonely? And I thought, yes, I am. And he goes, are you sad? And he goes, Yes, I am. And he goes, um, he said, are you searching for meaning and purpose in your life? And he's like, yes, sir, I am. And he goes, donate now to my cause. And he's like, hell, for a second, I thought he was talking about me. Oh, and you know, he said, he said, are you naked in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos? And he goes, yes, sir. And he said, do you want to donate? And he goes, well, for a second, I thought he was talking about me. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so true is like you said, all of these things speak to us. Yes, I, I want to be all in for God. Yes, I want to truly rely on him. And then it goes, are you willing to surrender your means, your resources, your gifts? Are you willing to lay it all down and get involved? And you go, oh, had me for a second. Yeah. 
Well, that's right. And um, it look, the line is is really that clear. And, you know, but but God is long suffering. He's patient. He disciplines us. He loves us. He walks us through things. He gives us wisdom. And he, it's a journey, right? He, he doesn't want that any should perish. So even though there's a firmness there, this is not negotiable. The difference is, is your heart truly willing or not? If your heart is willing, God, if he has your heart, everything will eventually follow. And that's why you don't need accountability for pornography. I mean, that, dude, that's just a dopamine shot. People don't really, I mean, you know, I guess most people understand that to some degree, but that's a good one, right? Or whatever it is, uh, people just want reward. They want feel good. I don't need to rest. You know, all that. But, but you got to come up out of that and recognize that every day that passes, there are fewer days you have here on earth. That makes every day more valuable than the day before. It's just, I mean, it's just, you know, that's kind of uh, the scarcity principle. Mm. So you, you, what do you do with your days? You can rest, uh, you know, throw the pornography thing away. I was kidding a little bit, but, but it, even, even what you think that is, isn't what it is. It's mm. a chemical reaction. It's a reward. It's a selfish thing, but all of it, it's all artificial. So let's go back to artificial margarine is not good for you how many years did people eat it and think it was what are they trying to do they're killing chickens now right because they they want us to eat impossible meat they want us to eat fake everything do fake stay inside wear a mask can you see it it's fake what does fake mean it means it's a lie artificial intelligence and you got a lot of Christian people out there going, well, we need to manage this. We need to get a hold of it. And we need to be in charge of it because the enemy's doing it. I, I think their heart's in the right place. But what you're really saying is you're going to worship the same false God. You're just going to do it in a different way. Maybe it's a nicer way. And, and to me, it, you, you know, well, it's already out of the box. We have to Nothing's impossible with God. There is but one God. That's rule number one. That's it. There's not another God. So something we come up with, it can only and ultimately lead to death. And that's why you see people dying suddenly. That's why you see, you know, all these idiotic things out there now. You know, it's debased. It's backwards. Men and men, women and women, you can't propagate. You can't create your future with that. All of these things are spitting in God's face. I'm not saying there aren't people with legitimate struggles and that we should love on them. I'm saying the truth is the enemy has seeped in and turned it all upside down, and it's not right. It's like saying, uh, you know, Matthew 6.33, it's my favorite verse of all Scripture, and I love a whole lot of it. I mean, I love all of it, but, you know, you have your pet at once. But this says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And in context, it's, you know, your kind of Maslow hierarchy of needs, your safety, you're walking around, you're covered, your basic needs. But people don't even understand. They don't even have the wisdom to understand that seek first is not number one on a list. Because if all these things are added to you, there is nothing else to seek. Yeah. God, seek. You want good marriage? Seek God. You want provision for your life you want to know who you are you want to know what your gift is your combination of gifts your skills your talents all of that seek god all right so artificial intelligence is uh useful in some ways but it has to be completely submitted and lesser than we cannot allow that to scare us into into worshiping it but that's what's going on right now. So, but look, you know, artificial flavors, you name it. You can't even get birds or, or, or any or bugs or anything to, to eat margarine. Like they'll, they'll, it's putrid. I'm, I'm just using that. But seed oils, it's garbage. Everything, processed food. You know, I, I sound like a hippie, but uh, it, it's not. Sunlight, get out of the sun, put oil all over you. That's not good. That's not good. 
I'm not saying you can't put a little zinc on you or, you know, whatever. If you don't, if you burn, then do it slow. Don't get, don't. But God made your skin for sunlight. You see, it's brainwashed. People don't like this, but you got to get outside. It, it, It doesn't matter. You know, if you're worried about cancer, um, that, I'm not saying it's not legitimate, Matt. I know you, you're familiar with this, um, having dealt with it, but it doesn't change the truth that God made us to be in the sunlight. He made meat to eat. It's so simple. But see, the world and the propaganda has these treacherous things that's going in the side door of the casino and turning the tables over. You know, th- th- this is this is. You know, it, this is necessary. We need to turn the tables over because it, it, the enemy's in there lurking around. We don't have to be afraid of him. We have to recognize him. And that's what, you know, the awareness part is about. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to Scripture, you, you think of, I mean, look, artificial. Do you want artificial anything? And now, look, people are going to go, well, what about an artificial limb for the guy that's lost his leg? Or what about an artificial heart for the guy that's going to die on the table? And here's my my uh, rebuttal. Would you trade a good heart for an artificial one? Would you trade a good leg for an artificial one? It's nothing wrong with having an artificial. You know, if all I got is a triangle wheel and, and my car won't go anywhere and I got to put that on there, I'll do it to get somewhere. But I will not let that thing lead me or get out of my grasp. Hmm. It It is not. God. It has nothing to do. It is lesser than me. It needs to fall down to me because I am God's child and this is my place. He's given it to me. You, me, us. You see, so it's not wrong to have something that is substitute. You know, what was Long John Silver? He didn't have a leg. He needed a peg leg. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about using your cell phone to spread the good news or just to talk to a buddy. I'm talking about allowing something to become your God and you don't realize it and your world changes pretty soon you got blue hair and you don't know what sex you are and everything's debased and upside down and you're pro-abortion wearing that it's garbage. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that example in with the artificial limb thing. You know, would you trade a good heart for an artificial one? Would you trade a good limb for an artificial one? And the reality is, is what you're saying essentially is, is we're trading good things for artificial stuff and we don't even ask if it was good or not. So we're trading a good God for an artificial version of God that is this religious thing. We're trading, you know, um, all of these different elements of our life, good food for artificial food because it's convenient or it's easy or it's efficient or whatever. And, and ultimately, this is a callback to authenticity. I love what you said to me before we started the show. You said really today for me, it was very simple. It was one line. You said today is about pointing out the difference between artificial and authentic. And people have to be aware that God is authentic right. and he wants to draw them into authenticity. And the right. world is artificial. It is but a picture, right? It is not the real thing. And so the world and the enemy wants to get us to focus on the artificial while God calls us to the authentic. And we've gotten so used to living this way in our culture that those lines are so blurred that we don't know the difference between the reality and the the fake. And so this awareness we're creating by saying these things, by speaking this truth, are really a call to people's hearts to let go of the artificial, to step into what's authentic. And now we have a mission, a movement of people who are hungry for authenticity, who are living out what God's called them to do. And they're moving forward in the midst of this, this place. And they're, they're, they're literally taking back, right? God's dominion for his goodness. That's right. Well, artificial intelligence requires artificial wisdom, artificial faith, and it's all artificial. Artificial is not authentic. You decide. And But listen, it's intrinsic. It's deep. It goes deep, deep, deep into people. And that's why you see what you see. You see it everywhere. And without God's wisdom, you cannot know where to go. And so remember... What we talked about, humanism, false wisdom, man is God. Man cannot create anything beyond what God's created. It's, 
you know, like I said earlier, uh, man cannot improve. Um, uh, God, I wrote this down too. God's greatest creation cannot be conquered by man's best creation. Mm. It just can't be. So, so the, these arguments, the only people that can see through this, imagine Jesus walking among his people, the physical man of Jesus when he was here. What did he do so well? I mean, he did a lot well, and he either did it well or he didn't do it. So, but what's one of the things that are, that stands out to people? He, you could not overcome his wisdom. It was razor sharp. Yeah. And he, man, he sliced off inefficiencies. He pruned off stiff-necked, unwilling people. He didn't get mad. He just kept going. Now, he did have some moments of anger. Bible doesn't say don't be angry. It says be angry and don't do sin. not sin. That's right. So it's okay to get angry, but but efficiency requires firmness. Firmness isn't mean. Firmness is just firm. You don't negotiate. You stay focused. All right. So that's what he did. But he used wisdom as his uh, machete. So it didn't matter who came to him. Everything he poured out was was untold wisdom and we have access to that but but because we can't see it we well yeah i'm gonna gonna get on youtube you know what i use youtube for i I love to watch these giant asian bullfrogs eat other things they're crazy those things are indestructible (laughs) youtube's fine there's lots of cool content on there you can get educated it's the bureaucracy behind it that is part of this these algorithms and they're trying to figure out how the human they're trying to edit, make a human 2.0. Mm-hmm. Now people, oh, you know, whatever, I don't care about all that. I just like to get outside. You're, you're, you are a combatant in this war. You, you can go to Montana. You can go wherever you want. You cannot escape. You have to know who you are and stand up now. All right? But, but just to say that, that AI, artificial intelligence, and I said this before. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it, it's the same thing is, you know, everything, it's transcended through our entire system. So it's not just Marxist and, you know, humanist and whatever label we want to put on it. It's evil. But it looks good. The devil doesn't come in a little horns in a red suit. He comes with seductive, you know, properties. He comes with things that look good to make our life easier. And then we go, well, God's mean, and he doesn't really, I've been working so hard. Instead of going, thank you, God, for putting breath in my lungs, what are we going to do next? Instead of giving up and quitting all this baby talk, happy talk, and getting on with it. Your life belongs to God, and then he gives it to you. That's it. If you don't go there first, you can't go there second, and you end up over here mm. And, you know, I would argue that you're not his. Hopefully, we don't know those people, but we we want them. So when you think, here's a good way to remember this whole idea. AI, right? AI, AI, AI. What does that remind you of? AI. It's one of the greatest stories in Scripture. The story of Achan and AI. And if people don't know what that is, that's fine. Just go read it. Study it. It's in uh, Joshua, I guess, 7 or so. It's good, but it's a, it's a great template. Um, I, I'm not saying it, it, it's it's the same thing as artificial intelligence. I'm saying it'll help you remember it, right? So basically, Joshua had just defeated Jericho, very successful. God says, you know, go after AI. They go look at it. It's a small, it appeared to be a small city. They go after it. They don't send enough people there. Um, and these, a few people from AI basically chased them away and they melted in fear and they didn't understand it. Right. Uh, You got to read it. There's way more to it, but, but the bottom line is Joshua didn't understand how did we beat Jericho? who was huge. And we get whooped by this little town of AI. Now think about these evil people who make themselves out to be God. And I can name a bunch of them. But compared to humanity, they're just a speck. These people, uh, there's just a few of them, and they scare us, or they appeal to us. All right, so, so, so you've got the fear part, 
AI scared Israel. They melted in fear. Now, what's the deeper underlying principle? It's greed. What are we talking about? Fear and greed, fear and greed, fear and greed. These are not from God. So we can't use these things even subtly to worship him. Right. So now I'm trying to keep this simple, but Joshua was truly a good man. He was God's own. I mean, you know, he was Moses, you know, baton carrier and uh, he was next. Joshua was a great man, maybe one of the greatest men of all time. So he was just laid out like, Lord, what happened? Mm. He was prostrate, prostrate, just laying down and. He was begging God. You know what God said to him? He said, get up. Get up. Basically, he's saying, I don't need your prayers. I want you to get up and do what I said in the first place. Now, Joshua didn't do anything wrong, but he failed as a leader because he did not keep them uber-focused on the thing. So what happened was God said, get up. I want you've got you've got something bad in the mix. You got a turd in the birthday cake, baby. You know, go and get rid of the bad thing. Well, he explained it to him. You have somebody that did something they shouldn't have. So it was Aiken. Aiken was the guy. Aiken's like that guy on the fence. Aiken is Ananias and Sapphira. Go read who they are, and you'll 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 see you know the comparison. But Achan took the treasure, and Joshua didn't realize it. He Mm. shouldn't have done that. It wasn't Joshua's fault, but Joshua as a leader is responsible. So what happened is they got, AI defeated them. Now they came back and won later, and that's what we're doing. But it's a very good uh, picture of what's going on now. So the, the few evil can be the many good if one person is greedy. And what are we seeing? So Achan was greedy. He took silver. He took treasure. He brought it back and hid it. And no one knew he did it. What are we seeing in every institution of man? We're seeing AI all over again. We're seeing these people. They're nothing. They're a speck. But because they make us afraid or, they, or we are greedy to participate in their thing, in politics, government, education, sports, entertainment, over and over, all these different institutions, people are either afraid or they're greedy. All right? It's the same thing. So we can't win that unless you change, unless you stand up. It's like saying God promises to win the battle. So the future's bright, but he wants us to step in it and fight it for him, and he fights it through us. So look at it this way. We, our job is to step into the battle. His job is to win it, knowing his job is to win it. It's just the same thing as David ran to Goliath. You ever want a good thing to meditate on? Look at just that one little kernel of a verse in Scripture in uh, Samuel where it says David ran to Goliath. Picture it. He, man, his heart was in. It wasn't courage. It was conviction. He knew God would win it if he stepped into it. Hmm. So all of this defeats that stuff. But if, if you are seduced by it in any way, and you don't, if, if you do not purify and, and make God your sovereign and deal with this and spend time on it and quit all the happy talk and the baby stuff and just get on with it. If you're a believer, then believe there is but one God. Now worship him, fall down before him and watch what he does in your life. And if you're not prepared to give up everything for him, I would argue that you're not really his or you're not where you should be. All right. So that's the that's the <laughs> brimstone. Now, back to the action steps. Um, and that's where we can you know, talk through that a little bit and wrap it up. Yeah, I just want to I just got to say, man, just you, you need to do more of what you just did. And that's in no way condemning. Like when you just unpack that story of Joshua and AI and how you unpack that with the teaching, like I want to go back and listen to that over and over and over again. And I believe our audience does. So I'm saying it out loud as an advocate for them. Sure. We need to put that in some kind of format where guys and ladies can get a hold of it and let it in their heart. Because the way you talk through that is profound. And in my experience with stuff I've listened to, there aren't people teaching that way. 
And you have a moment in time where, where we, we are literally facing this AI giant in the world around us. Yeah. We have a biblical story about Joshua's people taking a promised land and being opposed by an area called AI. And so the correlation of that, the prophetic in that, like all of that is the, the Lord. And people need, yeah. but here's the, here's the reality, Kevin. Yeah. Most people are not biblically literate enough that they don't even know Joshua and Achan and Ai. It's, it's foreign talk to them, but they have a heart where they want to learn it. On the flip side, there's the intellectual Bible scholars who actually, right. they take that story and they make it about something else. But right. what you're doing is actually speaking the spirit of God, speaking life through his written word by the implanted word and making it come alive to somebody who's truly hungry, but is legitimately like a sheep and gone astray or lost. And so I just want to say, go back and replay that over to our listeners. Open up Joshua 7, understand the story, read the story, and listen to Kevin's teaching there, because that is the kind of transformative truth that gives us the courage and conviction to stand up in this season. And that's exactly what we're facing. Yeah, well, I appreciate that um, uh, personally because it's edifying. But but really, in a more deep way, I appreciate the, uh, the placing the importance on it. Um, you know, we're all His greatest creation. That's why Jesus He made us priceless. And I think that once you get a hold of that, uh, Matt, the difference between me and most people is, isn't uh, some super smart or, or whatever. Um, it, it is simply that. I had to get to that place where I truly, truly relied upon him. And what I got out of it, what the reward is, is is once you understand that all the way that God loves you so much and he's good and you don't have to worry about anything, it doesn't mean you don't have moments, but it means you can really start to understand who you are. And you, there's there's nothing like it. So the, the more you understand him, the more he shows you who you are. And we can never run out of, you know, it, it's endless with him. But, but the point of it is we're in a really, really critical moment in history. And we've had a few along the way, right? I don't know why we're here now. I just know that we are. And, you know, people need to learn and, and stand up. It doesn't mean you got to watch the propaganda or you got to overwhelm your mind. It's just you have to step into who you are. But the only way to truly know is him. And uh, it, 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 it's not more Bible studies and more churches. It's hunger and thirst for righteousness, for the true one sovereign living God. And um, so think about that in, in terms of, you know, what does that look like day to day action steps? Right. And it's 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 how do you build relationship? It's, it's really not that different. We teach people to hunger for God. We want people. We're not trying to build good habits. You know, it's so easy to say, you know, two, two habits, five habits, seven, 21, whatever. But really, habits are not bad. It's just well, there are bad habits. It's just. You, you you have to develop your hunger for God, your runway, your approach to Scripture is just as important as the Scripture. Yeah. Because if you don't understand how to go there, then you never will. So there's a lot of ways to get interested in what's in there without just, oh, you know, I memorized a couple pages or I went through the one year. I'm not criticizing it. The point is, is you've got to get in there and eat it like food and get it into your heart. That's action. Mm. That's action. You, yeah. you know, but what most people, I don't know, you know, I, I give stuff I've written away to people all the time. And, yeah. You know, oh, I should, I ought to. Yeah. <laughs> These are people I love, man. I, they're not like enemies, but I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's happy talk. And, yeah, I, and we don't need more of that. We need yeah. to grind it out. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I just, I'm just saying this out loud on the show and, and we can press into it later, but like, man, I want to, I want to get uh, teaching like that in a format where people can digest it. So when, in the process of revamping this website, which we're working on and got a good right. connection point, 
that is going to be on there. And uh, if I need to come to your house and put a camera on you and whatever, that's going to be on there because it's desperately needed, man. It's a part of you, Kevin, honestly, like as, as your partner, but also as, as the guy who's been mentored by you, like I know and feel your passion come out on the show. And I see that and I know where it comes from. It's true. Right. And it's, it's fiery or whatever. Like that's a necessary part of what your role is. But there's this other component that is just like, Gosh, man, just like the the hug, Kevin. And and that's the teaching aspect that you have to offer. And so that's the part that I feel like this is a season for because it's it's just not out there, man. It's just not out there. And when you do it in such a way where you integrate that 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 uh that gentle spirit, right, with the joyful direction and you let the flow of the word come through the written word, I'm just telling you, man. I eat that up like it's a daggum, you know, non-artificial cupcake. <laughs> it's real, like grandma's grandma's yeah. carrot cake, man. Not not the hey. stuff at Harris Teeter. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, man. Uh, thanks, I appreciate it, Matt. And uh, I, I'll just say this: um, it's. It, 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 I think what happens is when we when we truly learn to surrender everything in our lives to the living God and we start to see him the way he sees us and we start to understand how truly deeply loved and provided for we are, it's just game on. And now you, you really, it's not self-confidence. It's supreme confidence. It's knowing our creator is the creator. There is nothing like him. And he, over and over in Scripture, he he that theme runs throughout it. So to to set it aside and be distracted by other things, it, it, it's heartbreaking. But I think part of you know when you think about the triune, the Trinity, the three personalities of God, and all these different ways of looking at it, just think of it this way: God dances over your bed in the morning when you. Are he watches you sleep, you are his child, and he absolutely adores you. And no matter how much you failed or messed up or the pain you have or strongholds, he absolutely is crushed over you and he gave everything for you. So when you get a hold of that in your heart and you can walk around with it, practice thinking about it that way. And you begin to kind of fall in love with him, just like the best possible dad. I mean, we all want to be good dads. And look, a lot of the guys that I work with, including you, are good. We're good fathers because we point to God first. We mess up other areas. (laughs) But he is the father. He's our papa. And, And we look at him the way Jesus teaches us to. Jesus, the son, our big brother. He's also God. He's at the right hand of the father. So... Now, the next step is you begin, you fall in love with God. I'm trying to get there. I'm sorry. You fall in love with him because you know how much he loves you. And then you can love people the way Jesus did. And that's the difference. That's the thing that helps you cut through and do things that most people will not. It doesn't mean be a doormat. Sometimes I feel like one. But ultimately, Matt, there is nothing more rewarding than the, than the living God to pass through you. And I know you know this from your own experience, you know, being in front of people. And, 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 and so I'm not telling people stuff they don't know, but I'm saying you can live that way. It's a lifestyle. Christianity is the best adventure going. And the fact that there is evil rising up right now in a way you know, it's game on. You got work to do, but you can't do it if you don't get the training. So start training and get ready because it's time for you to get in the game. Yeah, That's the value of your life, not, you know, money and, you know, gold watch and golf and whatever. You want to play golf because it rejuvenates you. Go do it, baby. I'm all in. And I suck, but I'll I'll help you. I'll drive your cart for you. (laughs) But if that's your God, retirement, whatever that is, your gift never retires as long as you've got breath. You know, so so all that said, the the passion part comes from loving people truly. And Jesus is our gold standard. So if you you, you've got to get to know him, you got to get in the word. And but but think about that. He 
he's waiting for you to get up and spend some time with him. Hmm. You know, he's not some distant uncle. <laughs> he's part of your family. He's the head of your family, but he's intimate. All right. So, so enough, enough of the, 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 all the, the, the sweet stuff, but Hey, look, I wanted to say this about good food. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, just this is to total random. Holly says you guys tell more personal stories and stuff, and you know, <laughs> I got tons of them, right? I know you do too. So we'll we'll try to do that, but um, we're going to come back and do some probably do some snippets and some little stuff on Wednesdays, and we might even do that on YouTube and kind of point over here for the greater, the deeper teaching. But one thing I just wanted to say this: I, I don't know why it's just such a blessing. But an island hamburger uh, is kind of smashed. It's so it's fresh meat, and oh god, I I get the works on there. And for but for dessert, a honey crisp apple sliced up with some real good organic crunchy peanut butter and a little bit of raw good honey on top of that, tiny bit of Maldon salt. Man, that's a meal. So. There you go. <laughs> there ain't nothing artificial about it. That's you, man. That's yeah. I'm gonna just picture you sitting on the porch, munching on a a burger, listening to the ocean, eating some uh, some yeah. apples with some peanut butter and honey on it. Yeah, it's it's, it's real. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of a couple of things, I'm just gonna say these on the show that way we have accountability to them. Number one yeah. is um, we need to get. Uh, some fearless honey. Just check that off. We gotta. We need to find somebody locally that we can private label honey with. You probably already thought that out, but we're gonna do that. Number one. Yeah. Number yeah. two. Uh, your gift never retires. I just wanna. I wanna get Riley to clip that and make a, something out of it. And maybe we could even do like that at a faith and business thing. Your gift never retires. It's like, man, that's just yeah. that's just so good. Um, and I think I, I just wanted to say like. Um, I just popped over to Rumble and we've got like nine or 10 folks watching live over there. And it's like, we never missed a beat. So um, it's awesome. And I just wanted to say thank you to them for coming over to Rumble with us. And um, yeah, it's just, it's exciting. And so today, Kevin, to me was um, like, my heart felt just joyful about the show. It just felt really like, man, this is so good. It's just so necessary. And it was the combination of the conviction with the teaching and the laughter and the joy in it. So I'm just saying all this out loud, just because like, this is like my heart just pulses for this. Yeah. And so yeah. Just, let's capture this feeling and let's just yeah. continue to replicate this on the show. Well, that's a good fist bump and good teamwork and a good job, uh, you know, hosting and, and, and driving this and bringing the questions in and helping frame it out. You know, everybody, anybody who knows me says that, that dude will never lie to you but he may be floating in the clouds all day. Long. <laughs> You're like, I got to go. <laughs> but Hey, look, just to talk about next week, yeah. um, we'll, we'll look at Wednesday. We're still kind of debating on how that looks and, and working it out. I think eventually we'll have a short Wednesday and then a longer Friday show. But, but I will say that next week, one of the things I feel like we, we, we need to get into is what is the difference between a gift, a talent, and a skill set. And uh, just break that down. And that might be a little more practical. Um, yeah. You know, I'll always bring some depth to it. But th- that's another, that's kind of an extension of your, your question today, or, or your question is always, well, how do we, how do we make it hit the ground and, uh, yeah. and make it simple to take a step? You know, so, so those are the things I, I think I want to talk about next week. And yeah. Hopefully it'll help some people. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Well, listen, friends, if you're not a part of the fearless community, um, you know, make sure that you do this. Send us a text message. If you'll send us a text message um, to this number, this is our fearless um, kind of like corporate situation number here. It is 910. Where did it go? Um, it is. Where did I go? At? It's Life Center. Oh, we sent the update just before the show went live. There it is. All right. It's 910-363-2111. 910-363-2111. Send us a text message there. Just send the word fearless there and you'll get plugged in to the fearless community. You'll get text message updates of when we're going live, replays of the show links, and then you'll learn how you can get a, to be a part of 
participating in this mission and movement, getting some coffee, wearing some fearless stuff, and starting to come together as community. So just to say that to anybody who's listening who's not already a part of it. Um, we got cool shirts. Yeah, dude, I got my green on. You got the blue. I love it. Are we? Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up today, Kim? No, I just appreciate it. Uh, you know, we're real small right now, but remember, we, we, we're excited about the small beginnings. Go find the field and dig it. Get, buy the field with everything you got for that great pearl, you know, the pearl of great price. That's where we are. If you look out, you know, we're the victors. And uh, so come on and join us. And uh, there's lots of good in this. But we're just getting started. We're rough around the edges Thanks for putting up with that. We don't have a big budget, um, but one day uh, we will have way more. So come on and help us do it together, And uh, but let us encourage and teach you. So you can get free, too, if you're not. But anyway, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Same, friends. This is uh, this has been awesome. So thanks for being a part of the Fearless Ones today and every week. Uh, we're signing off, and we'll see you next. <laughs>